so Ryan asked me to preach on Senior Sunday, and I was real excited about that. And then he told me I only had 10 minutes, so I got really nervous about that. See if I can do it in 10 minutes. But I also got really excited when I saw what the scripture was for today. Um, and after hearing you all talk, I think maybe God's up to something. I think maybe there's a little bit of a, a theme <laughs> to what he wanted to, to point out to us today. So as the scripture was just read for us, it's one of the most succinct, uh, straightforward, and valuable commands that Jesus leaves us in scripture. Love one another. As I have loved you, love one another. This is how people will know that you are my disciples, if you love one another. Now, my temptation and the temptation of a lot of preachers is to jump straight to the command. I'm going to talk to them a little bit specifically, but y'all, this works for all of us, I promise. But my temptation is to jump straight to the command and say, how do we specifically love each other? Let's follow the command. But I think that's rushing it just, just a little bit. We've got to slow down. Before we get to what we can do, I want us to notice a couple of other things. In the middle of the scripture, Jesus says, as I have loved you, love one another. You and I cannot fulfill the command to love one another until we know until we know that we know that we know that God loves you. God loves you, God loves you, God loves you. If you know that and if you live into that truth, it will be the most transformative realization and truth in your life. So God's love is at work in the world, I think, like gravity. It is universal. It is unchanging. It is unchangeable. Do you hear what I'm saying? God's love for you cannot, does not, will not, never has changed, even a little bit. God loves you. God loves you. God loves you. But can you imagine if you and I spent our lives moving through the world, sort of guessing that at any moment gravity might cease to work? How ridiculous would that be? <laughs> really imagine it. Like, like a, an oxygen tank on your back. Right? That we're carrying around just in case gravity stops working because then oxygen's gone. Or if I had to move through the world sort of anchoring to things that I thought maybe wouldn't fly away. <laughs> right? And then I'm going to go over here and I'm going to hold on to another one. <laughs> it, it would be unbelievably cumbersome and unproductive. If you all came in and had to sit down in church this morning and we had installed like uh, roller coaster harnesses. You know what I'm saying? Just in case gravity reverses and we all start flying towards the ceiling. It would be expensive and unproductive and you couldn't live and move and breathe and create and relate. But we oftentimes spend our lives gathering up things we might need in case God doesn't love us. And it's just as ridiculous. Do you hear what I'm saying? It is just as ridiculous for us to gather up what we might need in case God doesn't love us. We gather up a lot of performance anxiety, so we try to convince God that he has to keep loving us because we've been so good. Or we gather up a bunch of shame that we carry around and, and try to shield ourselves and use it to cover up so that God doesn't see what we've done wrong. Or we get addictions, a coping mechanism, toxic relationships, bad behaviors. We gather them all up and carry them through the world just in case God doesn't love us. But if you'll not do that, if you will lean into the truth that God is only ever always on your side and for your good, then you can move through the world ready to fulfill this command, to love one another. 
Okay, we're still not there yet, though. <laughs> Before, again, we jump to obeying the command, there's one more thing I want you to notice. All of you, in general, and you guys in particular. Every person who is called by the name Christian has been commanded to love you. Every person in this room has been commanded to love you. Now, not all of them will. God's love is perfect and unchanging. Mine is not. I'm sorry. <laughs> not all of them will. But as each and every one of you, almost to a person, mentioned when you were talking to us, that carrying your faith forward and living it out in the world is going to depend on surrounding yourselves with people who genuinely are seeking to love you as Jesus loves. Do you know what I'm saying? And here's my one bit of advice on how to find them. Um, so when Ethan was born, we were in seminary, and um, we lived in a really small apartment. It was a pretty tiny space. And so when I'm up with this baby in the middle of the night, I was trying to be real quiet so I didn't wake up Morgan and wake up Ryan in the small space. But I was also trying to stay awake because I hadn't slept in six months. So I would turn on the TV, and, but I would watch it on mute. Now, I mentioned we're in seminary. We have no money. We can't afford cable. We get three free channels, okay? And I'm going to tell you what's on three free channels from 1 a.m. to 5 a.m. Infomercials and televangelists. <laughs> That's it. And so I'm watching TV, but I'm watching it on mute so I don't wake anybody up. Just try to stay awake. And what's really interesting about that is that you can tell, for one thing, the people on infomercials and televangelists, they're pretty similar, actually. And just from their demeanor, I can tell you I don't trust any of them. You know what I'm saying? They, they alternate between arrogant, silly, and condescending. And I didn't hear a word they said because I was watching it on mute. So this is my advice to you. To find the people who really love like Jesus loves and live like Jesus called us to do, watch the world on mute a little bit. Don't be distracted by what people are shouting, because a lot of people, even the ones that are shouting Jesus, 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 and drawing a lot of attention to themselves, might not be the people who are genuinely loving. And the people who are genuinely loving are generally not the people who are shouting about it. There may be people going up and down going, I live to serve. But when it comes time to actually wash the dishes, they're nowhere to be found. Watch the world on mute. To find those people that you all talked about that is crucial that you find. For all of us to find the people. And you're going to miss it sometimes. People are going to hurt you. It's going to be everything from disappointing to damaging. But you know what? It's worth trying again. It's worth trying again because those people are worth finding. And now, now we can fulfill the command. If you start with the knowledge that God loves you and you lean into it like it's never going to change and you do the work to find the people that love you like Jesus called them to love, then the next step of loving one another is going to be like breathing. It's going to be nothing but an extension of who you've become. It won't be a uh, uh, discipline so much as it will just be an extension of how you are and who you are in the world. It will be the easiest outpouring of what you've been given that you'll ever experience, and you'll be surprised to find yourself doing it when someone else points it out.
You're not alone. The unchanging love of God is with you wherever you go. The people who call themselves by the name of Christ the world over have been commanded to love you. Fight them. And then live that out together with them in the world. And praise be to God for the way you've seen it demonstrated here. Amen. We're so grateful to you, Lord, for the way that you have called us to love one another. I pray that you would continue to let us let go of the things that encumber us that keep us from living as if you might not love us someday. I pray that you would help us have the discipline and the patience to watch the world on mute and to find the people whose lives look like you, Jesus. And empower us, Father, to live in a way that we love one another as you have loved us. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.